Oh yeah, we're back. Football is back. Uh, we're back for another episode of the You Like That Feels Great Baby podcast. Uh, it's been over 180 days since the last NFL game, but my God, Joey, we're actually almost there. We're two days away. Uh, Thursday night, we got the opener between the Chiefs and the Lions. Football is officially back. We are ready to preview week one here. Um Obviously, we got to start before we get to week one with our season-long predictions. So for anybody who's been listening over the last four weeks as we previewed each of the divisions, we kind of made our picks for what we thought the records would be. But we never said who was going to win those playoff games. So first things first, we got to go over our playoff brackets, Joey. So I'm going to throw it to you, and you can go first. So give us, after you looked at all of those divisions over the last four weeks, what you think the playoff bracket will be. Uh, let's start with the NFC. Well, if, let me see, Philly gets the, yeah, Niners. I would have the Niners beating Minnesota first round. Okay, so your one seed is the Eagles, your two seed is the Niners, and then that would mean the oh, two seed yeah. Niners. Oh, I forgot. They're not looking at yeah. the screen I'm looking at. What an idiot. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'd have Philly, Niners, Lions, Panthers, the division winners, and then Seattle, Dallas, Minnesota. Um, I would have the Niners beating Minnesota at home. I'd have, oh boy. Lions, Cowboys, and that's a tough one. You know what? Sadly, I'd probably have to go Dallas. Mm-hmm. And then I, I would for have first Seattle. home playoff game in Detroit for a million years. Yeah, I th- I think Dallas's defense could could stump Detroit, and I think Detroit would sh- struggle to stop Dallas. But I just I'm not de- big on Dak either. You know what? Nope, still going Dallas, and I think Seattle would crush the Panthers. Okay, so that means in your second round in the NFC, you would have the Eagles hosting. Dallas, and you would have the Niners uh, hosting Seattle in that uh, scenario. Yeah. Then, yeah, I'd have Eagles-Niners. I, th- I mean, e- yep. with the, the Niners going 3-0 and against Seattle last year, I'd have to see it this year. I mean, I think that'd be a hell of a game. And, yeah, I'm not – Dallas is – I don't think Dallas is going to Philly and winning. And then I would have Philly beating the Niners again. Okay, so that's Joey's NFC with the Eagles over the Niners in the NFC Championship. I kind of waffled back and forth on this one because I think, based on regular season schedule, that I like certain teams, like the Seahawks, like the Lions. Um, but once it comes down to it in the playoffs, I kind of like you know the folks who've been there before. Um, so my NFC is the one-seed Seattle, two-seed Eagles, Three seed Lions, four seed Saints as the division champs, and then the Niners is a number one wild card. Vikings number two, Cowboys number three. So that would be um, the Seahawks getting the first round by, and then the Eagles hosting the Cowboys. The same as your divisional round matchup. I go Eagles over Cowboys, uh, Lions over Vikings. I like that in the first round. Um, I think the Vikings going on the road in the playoffs has just not been a good proposition in the past decade um and then the saints hosting the niners you got to go with the niners there um and then in this scenario it would be the niners at the seahawks in the second round also same Um, as same as the one i had but it just in seattle just in seattle and i i'm gonna give the niners the nod there i think that will be an incredible game if it happened and then 
uh, Eagles, Lions, you got to go with the Eagles. I mean, they've been there, done that. This would be a game where I would obviously think they would have a bit of an advantage on both sides of the ball, especially the Lions. Um, and then my NFC Championship game would be the same as yours, Niners at Eagles. Uh, I have the Eagles win in that game. Um, I think that would be insane if the the Niners got another shot at it with a quarterback playing the whole game and to see how that would go but again you said before the pod some folks are down on the Eagles this podcast is not like we both have them coming out of the NFC for the second straight season yeah I felt the same as you like uh with these predictions like oh yeah you know I remember last week I said, oh, Niners Seahawks could be the NFC championship you have all these teams and then you get down to like oh the actual games we kind of based on our records that how you're like are they really going to go there are they going to do that and it's like you know for as much parody as in the nfl i think i i mean shoot i probably yeah i don't want to spoil the afc but i probably have the same final four as last year yeah it's really tough i mean you made a couple changes to the AFC that are significant in your. The saddest part is, is like me. I regret some of my picks already. I was like, why? What? What headspace was I in when I did that? <laughs> like, yeah, we got we got to stay consistent. Like we're not we we're, like we're not changing it because like you know we we wrote this in pen, but like mm-hmm. like boy, my jet stock is just sank. Their offensive line is just so bad. <laughs> and like I mean, and then like the Panthers, knocks, the Panthers look horrible. Yeah, the Panthers line, that was one of my notes from the preseason. Their offensive line just looks like it's in tatters. But, hey, I made the picks, so. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's r- rattle off the AFC then. I'll go first and I'll throw it to you. Yeah. So I got the Chiefs as a one seed, Bengals as the two, Bills as the three, Jags as the four, but Jags with a losing record, if you remember. Um, and then Ravens, Dolphins, and Browns as the three wild cards. So that would be. Bengals hosting the Browns in uh, week one of the postseason. I would go Bengals there, obviously. I think, you know, Stefanski is kind of coaching for his job and has to get to the playoffs, but I don't really see that team going into Cincinnati and beating Burrow. Um, the Bills hosting the Dolphins. That one could get interesting. I, if two is healthy Rematch. and McDaniel, yeah. I they mean, barely beat him last year with, uh, what's his face? Skylar yeah. Thompson. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, I mean, I think I'm leaning Dolphins there. I kind of wanted to pick them to win the division, but I feel like it's just one of those things where, as we saw last year, McDaniel in a one-game situation can just change a game so much. So I'll go Dolphins there just to Hey, be Vic Fangio in Leslie Frazier out in that game, technically. Yep. Miami's, Miami probably got the edge at the coaching and – and yeah, if two is healthy, their offense is better. I mean, I know Josh Allen is is you know I'd take him over two in a heartbeat, but yeah, that'd be a great one. And then I got Ravens over Jags in the first round again. I believe the Jags will win the division. I am not as high on Lawrence and Peterson and that whole crew there as everybody else. I have them going eight and nine and winning a weak division. Um, so that would mean in the next round the Dolphins would travel to Kansas City, um, and I think that's a step too far. It's like last year with Jacksonville. I think the class difference is just huge there. So KC will host the AFC Championship game for the sixth straight season in my projection. Then I have the Bengals beating the Ravens in a rematch of last year's um, wild card round matchup. This time, let's see if Lamar is there, if it's a closer game. I am picking the Bengals. I am also picking the Bengals to go to Kansas City again, as they did in 2021, and finish the job. Um, and then, I mean, that leaves my Super Bowl prediction would be the Bengals against the Eagles, and we're, we'll get to that in a minute. But, uh, Joey, your AFC bracket. 
Yeah, I have the uh, Chiefs as the one seed again, followed by Bengals, Jets, Jags, <laughs> Bills. Ste- I have Steelers and Chargers at the end. So mine would go Bengals, Chargers. Yeah, Bengals are, would beat the Chargers. Uh, Jets and Steelers. Well, if I had to redo this, I my Jets pick maybe not be there. Um, I'm I maybe just because I'm just a Niner fan and I've been thinking about Pittsburgh for like a couple of months, but I think Pittsburgh is going to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would have the Steelers beating the Jets, and I'd have Buffalo beating Jacksonville. Okay. Yeah, I was uh, surprised you you don't have the Dolphins on the list, but as you said in the AFC East pod, I just you don't just think he's going to stay healthy. Yeah. I I I want to. Um, I just don't know if he's going to stay healthy, and with a tough division, I think. The, I mean, I think the Chargers could go four and zero against the Raiders and Broncos, and and mm-hmm. I know I, I'm not super high on the Patriots, but I mean, simple as that. I mean, it could be that's the difference of who gets in, and who doesn't. Um, so then I would have, I'd have Bengals Steelers. I would take the Bengals, and then I'd have Bills. No. No, you'd have you'd have no, Bills at Chiefs. Bengals. I'd have Chiefs yeah. Steelers. Yeah. Yeah, so Chiefs would be the Steelers and the Bengals Bills Bengals would roll them. And then I'd have I'd have the Chiefs and Bengals again just yeah. like you do at Arrowhead, which by the way, I'm, you know, that could be like one of we could look back and be have seen like an all-time rivalry between these two. Like I mean mm-hmm. I don't want to foreshadow but like I mean does do they meet again like in twenty four? Like, and I mean, just I with yeah. the quarterbacks. I don't know. I mean, it could it it could be three straight this year. It could be four. But I have the I have the Chiefs beating the Bengals just because I I do think. I mean, I love Joey B, but I I think Patrick Mahomes is on a different level, and I, I'm not. I know it's just like pretty safe pick, but I, I until he gets beat, which I guess Burrow already did beat him once there. Um, right. I I just think the Chiefs, Andy Reid at home again. Yeah. The uh, coaching advantage is pretty large there. We think Zach Taylor's made strides, but Reid is on a whole nother level. And I think Chris Jones will show up by then. Um, yeah. I don't know. So, Maybe I'd think differently if it was in, in Cincinnati, but it's right. never going to be in Cincinnati. With Cincinnati being in a tough division. I think the thing that made this, for both of us, made this kind of feel like we had to go Chiefs Bengals in the AFC championship game is the Chiefs play both of their games against the Bills and the Bengals in Kansas City so it's likely they'll have the tiebreaker for both and then the Bengals play the Bills in Cincinnati again just like they did last year in the DeMar Hamlin game and it's like I was gonna say did anything happen in that game yeah (laughs) and that's what I'm saying is like if these games were all in Buffalo, maybe we would be more confident in Buffalo. Or if you know, there I don't was know. a nice mix there. I don't because everyone know. talks about how tough the AFC is, and like, oh, how there's so many elite teams. I'm like, no, there's two elite teams in the AFC. Like, I think there's the difference between Kansas City and Cincinnati compared, like them between. Mostly people think Buffalo's that third team, but some people, like you said, are throwing uh, Jacksonville in there. Some people still want to throw the Chargers there. Like, no. Mm-hmm. I think that's dolphins, a pretty big bet. Yeah. yeah, Dolphins. Um, Ravens. Um, 
but yeah, there, you said I'm, there is a sizable gap for sure, especially with the level of quarterback play and you know the yeah. contract for and plus Mahomes thing, not being as bad as you know some of these new the other ones thing too for is like I think, Allen. I think Kansas City played had like the most snaps played by rookies in the whole league last year. Mm-hmm. Like that was supposed to be their like step back to take three steps forward. Well, they won the Super Bowl, <laughs> so Travis Kelsey doesn't look like he's slowing down. I mean Mahomes. I mean again. I, th- I mean, I thought we'd never see Brady get tied, but boy, he, I mean, who's to say he wins another Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP, another, MV- I mean, what is stopping him? I don't know. Yeah, so, he, 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 I mean, ugh. in that light, you're definitely going Chiefs over Eagles. In the oh, Super yeah, Bowl Super Bowl. Event. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you said last year, you're like the Eagles have the event. Like, I thought the Eagles Hertz, coaching but... staff was much better than what it is this year. And Andy Reid worked him, especially in the second half. I thought, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I like Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts seems like a fantastic guy. He's, he's just not. I know he was kind of in the conversation last year for MVP, but he did – he did not have like MVP. If you put his stats directly with Mahomes, like Mahomes threw for like a thousand more. I know Hertz had the rushing yards, but I, yeah, I do. Yeah, you're going. Especially if they outlaw Eagles. the QB sneak by then, what is Philly gonna do? <laughs> yeah, the the butt push or whatever they were calling that at the end of last like, year. Like I, I remember texting. I'm like, I'm not joking. Like they're gonna make a rule change about this. I'm watching rugby right now. They never did, but yeah. I mean, I really like Philly, but. Yeah, I don't know. Yet, yet another think, Super Bowl. I, I think. I think. Yeah. So I'm going Bengals over Eagles, uh, just to kind of shake things up. I I wanted to pick the Eagles originally, but I feel like, based on what I've seen to this point in his career, starting in 2019 at LSU, and then to this point, Joe Burrow to me is already one of the top six or seven quarterbacks I've seen in the NFL in terms of just calmness under pressure accuracy as a passer just having that it factor and I'm like I feel like his career takes on kind of a different um, path forward if he becomes kind of the early career Peyton Manning where he always loses to Brady and Mahomes is the Brady I think it does him pretty big that he already beat him once yeah that helps him for sure but it helps it but it's gonna get like it's gonna get stale if he doesn't do it again exactly like he has to go get over the top, and I think when he gets the big contract, it will be more challenging for him to do so. So this is the year for him and Zach Taylor, in my opinion. I mean, this is if it's not this year, you know, maybe they'll be able to continue to contend. But with this core, um, with these coordinators who are getting opportunities going forward for sure, I think this might be maybe not the last year but maybe the the first of of the two seasons that burrow will have with a relatively team-friendly contract to try to contend before you know that 50 55 60 million a year kicks in um so i'm going Bengals over eagles uh in the super bowl um i want to do awards picks too i was looking at the odds for these recently and i mean there's some crazy players taking some money on mvp justin fields taking a lot of money for mvp i was absolutely stunned when i saw that uh, a lot of money on defensive player of the year candidates that like that's why they keep building casinos are... because people keep putting money on stupid shit like that <laughs> exactly i saw like uh, uh who, like, who are it, you Burns? kidding me like yeah. 
Wow. Yeah, fields. This, well, this is like this is the thing. People look for I, you're right, quarterbacks you're right, you're on right. teams who it's might. It's value. It's value. Because yeah. his money can't be that high. And if he does do something, I mean, that's if the thing I, the that, that I kind of put into my awards, like the ones yeah. I picked. Like, I feel like it's way more like this in the NBA where shit gets like going down a hill, like a narrative. And like, it's hard. You could sometimes I feel like it's like stats get taken out the window. It's like. It's like the MVP in basketball for like, like I feel like there's ten or fifteen year stretch where LeBron could have won it every year, but people just get tired of voting for the same person, and that's like my biggest reason why maybe Mahomes doesn't win it. It's just people are going to get tired of voting for the same guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know that that was interesting. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, it obviously the top candidates, you know, hurts. Mahomes, of course, Burrow, Allen. It's going to be a quarterback. It's been since 2012 with Adrian Peterson that someone other than a quarterback has won the league MVP. So um, I'm going Josh Allen. I, As we've said all throughout the offseason, I believe in the Bills more than you do. I think this is kind of like a last hurrah season for McDermott. He knows that the bill is coming due for all of these playoff seasons and i think they're going to go all out this year um i like josh allen for mvp uh who are you going with for your season long mvp bet i'm gonna go with joe burrow my buddy joey b just because i i think he's gonna put up huge numbers uh i think kind of what i was saying before is is i do think they're kind of is like oh when's he gonna win his kind of like josh allen when's he gonna win his mm-hmm. like is they all like somehow get one before they you know, win one type thing um, with some of these. I think, yeah, I, I, I mean, kind of with his contract, I think it is kind of like a little bit of an early last hurrah with this group, mm-hmm. like you were saying. And I, I I think he has better protection than what he's had. He still has everyone, all the weapons on offense. I, yeah, I, I just think, and I think they're going to finish with a better record than, than some of his other candidates like you said josh allen i mean i think trevor lawrence could be one justin herbert all those guys in the afc mm-hmm. um and if he stays on par somewhat with mahomes and if they can somehow pull out the uh the one seed yeah i think he could oh, do yeah it. yeah it'd be crazy i mean it, it has been since what um i'd like 2017 to see 2017 that we haven't seen like kansas city hosting the afc championship so it would be cool to see a different team i'd like to see somebody I'd like to see somebody other than a quarterback win it. I mean, I don't know. Not, it happened not a lot like, more when we were kids. Like, remember, LaDainian Tomlinson, I believe, won, like, 04. Um, it's like, was I was a, just thinking, like, what do you have to do as a receiver to, like, win? 2,000 yards. Yeah, like a running back. Like, a, I, I said running back. I literally laughed before I even finished that sentence. I'm like, what's a running back got to do? Run for 3,000? <laughs> like, the only, I mean, I think a defensive player could win it before, like, a, a non-quarterback. Non-quarterback offensive player would need to have, yeah, like, I would think if Justin Jefferson had 140 catches for 2,100 yards and 22 touchdowns. There's like, here you go. It still Here's the offensive happen. player of the year. Yeah. There's just, there's just no scenario now with the way that the position is played that a quarterback isn't going to get it. It would be crazy if they did. It'd need to be a guy like... You know, TJ Watt or something getting 28 sacks or some ridiculous thing. It's the only way it could happen. Yeah. Yeah. Defensive player of the year market. I'm going chalk. I went Micah Parsons. I think this is kind of 
the stars are aligning for him in Dallas to kind of be the heir apparent to Demarcus Ware and all these guys in the past who's, you know, Deion Sanders. The America's team having the best defensive player in the NFL. I feel like that's a narrative that this like Dallas now has their superstar, their version of Lawrence Taylor, you know, one of their best ever players. So I kind of felt like Parsons was a safe bet there. He's right at the top um, of the MVP or of the uh, defensive player of the year market. Who do you have? I got Sauce Gardner, partially because I think he's got the sickest name in the NFL. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I think he's damn good. I, I I think I think maybe with Rodgers, the Jets will be ahead more in some games, and the other team will have to throw the ball a little bit more. And uh, yeah, I I think kind of just the way it's been going. I maybe it's about. Well, I guess I, I guess a few years ago, Stephon Gilmore did he win it? I yeah, that was like twenty seventeen. Yeah. yeah. So I guess it hasn't been too long, um, but yeah, I, I think he's going to have a huge year, and and uh, New York media may, might keep him keep him afloat in the in the voting. But yeah, I mean it's hard to. I mean, also just kind of wanted. I saw your pick, so I just kind of want to be different, other than Micah yeah. Parsons. Because I think I mean yeah, Micah Parsons probably has. I mean, clearly the best odds. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then coach of the year. This one is always an interesting market. Um, I always think, you know, that it, your your thought would be, oh, let me pick someone who's coaching a bad team that might somehow make it to the playoffs. But th- that's already baked into the odds. Like all the favorites are teams that weren't very good last year that are expected to be better this year. Was Sean um, Payton I, number one? Yes, Sean Payton had the number one odds just because <laughs> they're like they were four and thirteen last year, five and twelve, whatever they were. So basically, he's all he's got to do is go ten and seven, and he probably locks that down. But I'm going Dan Campbell. I know they went 9-8 and eight last year. I have them going 11-6 and six and winning the division. I think if the Lions host a playoff game in 2023, he's a shoe in for that award. So I went Campbell saying, you know, long-suffering Lions fans, the media narrative about him taking probably the worst, you know, situation in the entire NFL back to the playoffs in, in three seasons. I think that'd be pretty impressive. So I went, I went Dan Campbell, and you're going with an old head. Kind of the same concept you're thinking not like a terrible team because i predicted them like you did to make the playoffs like you did with your pick for dan campbell which i wouldn't be mad i think i think that'd be great if he wanted but i'm gonna go with mike tomlin because i think pittsburgh i think a lot of people are predicting them to miss the playoffs you know be a decent team but miss the playoffs i think they do miss the playoffs and, and might win a game um and i mean he's universally respected around the league i think if he I think if he, you know, takes the Steelers, especially if Kenny Pickett develops, you know, their defense, he's a defensive guy. If their defense is back to, you know, one of the best in the league with T.J. Watt being healthy, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think think he could win it. Yeah, I think that's a good bet. He's a little bit further down the board, uh, somewhere in the 15-to-1 range. I might actually put a little dinero on that one uh, before the pot is over. Um, Let's go over to your jack-in-the-bum of the week. A lot of candidates this week. How about comeback player of the year? I got DeMar one. I put my house uh, on that. Minus one billion, you know, that's just a guarantee. All he's got to do is play one snap week one, boom, you know, and <laughs> rightfully so too. Like one of the greatest stories in the league. I mean, it's, it's like, just. I remember there was one year. I don't know if it was, I think it was hockey, but like two guys had like, uh, came back from one was like really bad injury. One was something. And then like the other guy, it's like, oh, he uh, had a stroke and beat cancer. <laughs> no shot. Yeah, good luck. 
I don't even think you can bet on that because Hamlin is such a large favorite. Like, other choices would be who? Like, Calvin Ridley, who came back from gambling? Like, what, you could put what Russell you... Wilson. Yes, that would be a worry if, if somehow... I wouldn't Peyton want to win it, though, if I was career. him, because they'd be like, what do you come back from? Like, some sob story? He's like, no, I was just ass. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I found it again. Yeah. yeah that would be hilarious. No, Hamlin is a shoe-in for comeback player of the year. And then offensive player of the year, we I wasn't even going to put that on there because it's always I, its always the wide receiver or running back who should have won the MVP but can't because it's a quarterback award now. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be whoever, you know, between Justin Jefferson, McCaffrey, any of these, you know, elite skill position yeah. guys, they'll be like, you were great on offense. Not MVP level, but great on offense. Like, that I just find it funny, like, offensive player of the year, it's like, yeah, it finished, it feels like the silver medal. Yeah. But, like, defensive player of the year feels like a gold, even though they're supposed to be, like, mm-hmm. the same thing. Because, in theory, you could probably, you could vote for a defensive guy for MVP, but no one really does unless you are, like, Aaron Donald in his prime or something. Mm-hmm. But, and even then, he never got close. Yeah. yeah. So, that's just funny. Anyways, yep. let's go. Yep. Time for the Jack and the Bum of the Week. Um, I had a few candidates on here based on the first weekend of college football, which was a blast, by the way, following all those games. There were a lot of good ones uh, this this past weekend. Um, I was going to say TCU as a candidate for Jack and the Bum of the Week after playing in the national championship game last year and then losing as a 21 point they did home lose 65 to 7 <laughs> they did that's true but then to be a 21 point home favorite against uh, Colorado and having well, Dion they played come the, in there the, they played the uh, 96 bulls saturday <laughs> did you see Dion Sanders doesn't name captains he names dogs and leaders yeah i was i, I was like watching that. the game i was actually watching the game and i was like what is that like huh? it's a d on his uniform yeah. and an l yeah, I got to be honest though. Like I did watch it like most of the game. I'm like, I'm like other sports are screwed because like this is like 9 a.m. on a Saturday. I know I can't go anywhere with you know uh, a baby, but uh, I'm like, this is electric. Like him, like the big college football, like TCU's a school that you know, like you said, national championship runner-up last year, just feels big. It's like. What else am I supposed to be doing today? It was, it was. I don't know what the TV ratings were, but I, I watched most of the game, and mm-hmm. yeah, TCU. Dion yeah. brought I, the I know, energy. I know they lost. <laughs> I know they lost a lot of guys to the NFL, but yeah, twenty-one point favorite and and uh, give up forty-five. Yeah, not I mean, a good I think people there. don't. I think people undersell how bad Colorado was last year. They were they lost eleven games by an average of twenty-nine points. I mean, it's probably one of the five worst rosters in college football. Well, I last guess year. I guess maybe it's not because Dion replaced pretty much everybody. Yeah. So it's really not the same team at all. But it's an incredible turnaround. And but like, I watched that. I was like, you know, his kid. Like, I mean, he's got the last name. Like everyone says he's Dion's kid. But like, is Shudder going to be a first rounder? Like he threw for five hundred yards. Like he looked great. I super accurate. I'm like he. I'm like he. Kind of looks smaller. Maybe I think it was just a camera angle with the stadium it was like super. Boring. Yeah. I looked at. He's six two. Like, I mean, obviously he's athletic. Yeah, I, like, I, I was. You know, I had the thought about this this weekend. We'll get to your Jack in the Bum of the Week in a second. But I was thinking it would be so great for college football and NFL football if more like Hall of Fame legendary players got into coaching. Like, it doesn't seem to happen much anywhere. Like, well, there are. There aren't they like rich? Like. Exactly. Like doing nothing. 
But that's like, why I think Dion thing is so impressive. Like this yeah. guy could be doing anything else. Yeah. Like he's rich. He's he's more than rich. But he chooses. Like I think I hope he. I mean, he probably could coach in the NFL. I don't know if he wants to, but like I hope he coaches college for a long time. I I think mm-hmm. he. I think he could impact so many young people's lives being a college coach. I. I mean, obviously he can coach. I mean, they were. They, I think they only had six penalties. Like it was a hundred and some degree heat. Like a bunch of. Uh, guys who never played together before. Mm-hmm. I watched that Hell game and I'm like, are they going to beat like USC, Utah? Like, I, mean, I was like, is the pack two back? <laughs> is, is, yeah, the, the f- is, the, is the two pack? The two, two pack? <laughs> Conference the back? last season of the pack 12 and they have like all these amazing storylines. You're like, I'm like, wow, we got, way to Caleb Williams, the like Utah's good. Like Oregon, Michael Penix, Jr. Washington, like, are we back? And then they're like, "See ya." Yeah, Oregon won eighty-one to seven. I was like, "Throw the towel!" Like, come on. If if um, I was if I was somewhat running any of this, I'd be like, you know what? Like, yeah, Oregon, Georgia, you can't play like Montana State School of the Deaf. Like, you can't <laughs> you can't play them. Like, you can't play them. It's got to be you know Division One versus Division One. You just can't do it. Like. It should be like the NFL. Like I know they, they it's all not regulated, but like if you finish first in the SEC, you should have to play who finishes first in the like Big Ten. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be able to schedule like Rutgers instead of you like know. why is San Jose State <laughs> playing USC? Like why do you get to play? I mean I I mean I know the it's like it's like every time I watch it, I think of the movie The Longest Yards. Like it's a tune-up game. We're just going there to get smoked for some revenue, and so it funds this whole program. Yeah, yeah. Those games are wild. Like I was looking at some of the scores. I was oh, there was a seventy-three to nothing um, game. I think it was Oklahoma against Arkansas State, and the Arkansas State head coach was literally crying on the sidelines, and his play his players were like patting him on the back, like it's okay. I'm like, why are we doing this? What are we doing? I wanted to put LSU as a candidate on Jack and the Bum of the Week, too, because they, they were rolled. yeah, they were a favorite heading in uh, to Florida State to play that game, and they got absolutely rolled. Um, not a good performance there. And then the Rams, I feel like they are laying the groundwork right now for the full tank with this Cooper Cup situation where all of a sudden his hamstring's hurting, he's going to a specialist. They're just laying the groundwork for him being out for the season and them going for that Caleb Williams pick. Hey, Sean McVay gets coach of the year if they win four games. <laughs> that is a tire fire situation that's just, I mean, it's starting to look pretty I obvious. Think, I, think, I think Rams-Arizona game could be a fun watch. We might see <laughs> some Paul Cruz out there. Yeah, that's going to be who can uh, make it look like they're w- trying to win but still lose, like one of those kind of games. Like last there's two year of them. Was... That's what's crazy. There's two of them being the division. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be sparsely attended at both games. Uh, if you're paying to go watch that football, God help you. Um, and then one other you know, candidate for Jack in the Bum of the Week. So the Angels are should basically always be here. I mean, they've been... They've been the most incompetent franchise in sports for about a decade now. 
Um, Otani just suffered what looks like a torn UCL, which is going to lead to Tommy John, which means he's probably not going to pitch in the major leagues until 2025. It's costing him tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars with that injury. They just overworked him too much. They gave up on the season like a week and a half ago and just outright released like eight of their best players in like a fantasy football move. Like just dump them. I don't care. I just got eliminated. And all these teams scooped up all their veteran players in like a move that like the MLB Players Association at the end of the year is going to be like, hey, not a big fan of you cutting, you know, half your team on August 31st. But one of the worst organizations in sports reaching a new low yet again. Uh, about I don't to know lose how that Otani. works. You just cut, like, just, is it like football? Like, they don't owe him anything? As long as the other team picks up the salary, they can have them. And their whole goal was to just shed as much payroll as possible because now they're eliminated. And you saw over this weekend, they came to Oakland and got swept yeah, got, by the yeah. shit-ass A's. I mean, it is a... <laughs> I, I saw that the A's don't even have the worst record in, in baseball anymore. Yeah, they're winning too much with the young core that got called up. And now Kansas City has the worst record in the league. And I'm like, hey, guys, I, I did I did see when, when uh, Otani got the UCL. I'm like, first of all, I was like, wow, he just lost... A lot of money. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, like, the Angels, like, oh, we're going to make a run, playoff run. It's like, you could have traded him for how much? I don't know if I don't know if a physical, like, a doctor would have seen, like, uh, his elbow is going to, like, fall off, like, in a couple of weeks. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, they could have They probably could have gotten, yeah, dozens of, of picks if they wanted. They could have gotten, you know, probably the entire AAA roster of some team and, in the end, they walk away with nothing, and I mean, man, what a disaster there for the Angels. But let, it's Jack in the Bum of the Week time. Week one is almost here. We're three days away. Uh, time to give away this uh, inglorious award. Yeah, thanks to our non-sponsor, Jack in the Jack in the Box, for this Jack in the Bum of the Week pick. I'm gonna keep it close to home because uh, I'm a little uh, I'm a little anxious, a little uh, a little impatient right now because um, the Jack in the Bum of the Week award goes to none other than. My San Francisco 49ers, I'd say front office. Um, you don't live here up here anymore. I don't know how much like Niners talk. I don't know listen to the radio anymore, but just comments on like YouTube and all this stuff. Like people are pretty, uh, people are pretty uh, uh, antsy, a little testy out here. A um, lot of a lot of arrows being pointed at uh, Kyle and John. Because granted, I can't. I can't really disagree with how the whole Lance thing was handled. I, I, I mean, I think he had a decent amount of time to show them something. I'm not saying that he showed he needed, you know, or I'm not saying that he showed a lot, but yeah, I, I, people want to criticize them for that. I, I think they pivoted, you know, when they found out Purdy was their guy, but this Bosa thing is turning into an absolute debacle because if he doesn't show up week one, I'm assuming he doesn't show up until week eight to accrue the year. How many games have you lost in that time to mm-hmm. potentially ruin a playoff spot? I mean, sure as heck, maybe the division, because, I mean, I think Seattle's going to be right there. Um, but just more of it, just like you had to have known his number because they tried to negotiate with him last year, and it was kind of muddy. They said – you know, oh, we don't negotiate till you're in the last year of your deal, like type thing. But like, no, it, I remember they tried to do it, and I think they were like, "Haha, that's your number. Like, you can play, bud." Like, we're like, we'll revisit this next year. And Bose is like, "Fine." Like, I'll bet on myself. And well, he hit the jackpot. He won Defense Player of the Year. Like, 
I mean, what was what do the Niners think his number is? Like he, I mean, Aaron Donald is much older than he is. I know Aaron Donald, you know, lifetime achievement award type thing, and he's you know forced their hand with you know, you know maybe retiring, but like his number is thirty one seven. Like I mean, Bosa, if I was him, starts at thirty two. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the cap goes up, inflation, everything. Like I mean, the, every new contract breaks your record. So like, you know. I mean, start with 32, and then if he wants 33, 34, I mean, I'm not going to say it's not nothing, but, like, what's your alternative at this point? Like, if you really didn't – if you really thought you were going to negotiate, like, they negotiate – they can't trade him because that would look – I mean, if they trade him, I will come on this podcast and rip somebody because (laughs) – not because they traded him. Like, anyone in this league other than maybe a couple quarterbacks, like, I'm like, okay, what's the price? Like, everyone has a price. Except maybe for like Mahomes, Burrow, like good luck trying to find somebody's going to replace that. Mm-hmm. But like you get a couple ones, maybe like a player or something for Nick Bosa and save the money. Like you know you could talk me into it. Like I mean I think football fans like to nerd out about that kind of stuff. But like the time was before the draft. Like yes. you could get picks this year. Like you're paying all these guys to punt on this year if you trade him. Like you're going nowhere if he's not here. Your starting edge rushers, if he's not here, are Cleveland Furl and Drake Jackson. Drake Jackson, you said go home last season because you're too, like, not in shape. And Cleveland Furl is arguably one of the bigger busts in the top five in the last few drafts. Couldn't even make the Raiders. So, like. <laughs> Get the deal done, Like, I, I read Lynch. today, Nick Boza had 98 pressures last year, including the playoffs. On the roster, the next closest guy has 23. Do you want to play seven on seven all year? Rush. Yeah. You want to play seven on like, I don't care how good Fred Warner is. I don't care how good like, no one's getting there. Like, I I just I I don't get it. I don't, I don't. Does it feel with the Bay Area media up there like this is becoming similar to the Lamar Jackson saga last year? Or is it to that point yet? Where there's like serious animosity between ownership and player, and do I don't you think, think there, it but that's gets resolved? I don't think there's any animosity between like the team and him. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Like the the Niners have known to negotiate. They they really try and win every negotiation. Like the Debo Debo is a very emotional player. That's what makes him you know who he is. But he was very emotional last summer when he was not getting the offers he wanted to get. Like the Niners were were tough on him. George Kittle has come out and said that negotiations were, were not fun with their front mm-hmm. office. Same Fred Warner has said the same. They all signed. The only guy that you really never heard much was Trent Williams, but I think that was different because um like he kinda like him and Kyle are pretty tight back to their Washington days. I I do think and like he is a left tackle. Like what are you gonna like find somebody else? Like I mean he <laughs> plays one it's not like you know the other guys like tight end, like I love George Kittle. Like paying them is risky. The middle linebacker, I love Fred Warner, but like I'd rather pay an edge rusher or a corner. Mm-hmm. This is an edge rusher. Like what? I I don't. What's yeah. the holdup? I know he had he's had a couple knee injuries, ACLs. One was I think in college, and then one was on the turf and with the Jets. But like he's been healthy the last few years, and and and, and that turf game that we lost everybody. Solomon Thomas t- tore his knee the next play. So like it's not his body. I mean the, I don't get it. I. I would have been on board with them trading him if, 
Again, this was done before the draft. But no, back yeah. to your thing about the media. It's not the media with like, oh, Harbaugh. It was Harbaugh and, and, and Lamar. This is like, because everyone knows this is Kyle's show out here. Like, he's the boss. Yeah. And he, Kyle's kind of taking some heat, right, right or wrong, for the Lance thing. Like, the whole move up, which I hate to criticize him because they took a swing. They missed. It happens. It was a horrible miss. But it happens, and they, they've won. Like, they've already paid their debt, so, like, there's no point getting mad about it. They have yeah. their picks next year. Like, he won, and that's all that matters. We don't give awards for drafting players. You get awards for winning, and I, they didn't win the Super Bowl, but they've come close under under Kyle last few years. But he's getting a little antsy. I mean, Kyle himself is, is kind of an arrogant, cocky person. So, yeah. like, he's kind of getting questions about, like, you're an offensive guy, you're, like, you apparently chose Lance. Like, why is it such a failure? Like, mm-hmm. already. And then, again, the very next week, arguably your best player, I mean, it's probably either him or Trent Williams, like, is just not here. Like, you can't get, like, I, I don't know. I Find a way to get a deal done is the, is the moral of the story here. If you're the Niners, I mean, obviously Bosa has the leverage and wants a ton of money, but you're saying at all costs you got to get this done I now. mean, unless now, he's asking for $45 million a year, like, again, it's just, it just is coming off like they just wing it. Like, oh, the draft, they kind of knew, like, I think you can't tell me they didn't know how hard this was going to be because they asked Kyle a couple, like I think last week, like, did you kind of expect this? And he was like, he said, yeah, like he's not. Mm-hmm. He was like, I don't. He never thought Nick was going to be there first couple of weeks. He's probably said by now, yeah, but he knew it was going to be tough. And I'm just like, if you did, and you and like, I don't know what the number is, but if you have a number and he's not gonna, like, all of this should have been done before the draft. I, I mean, I know it was because every team does. Every team, I mean, as soon as the year's over, what else do you have to do? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, especially him. Like, he should have been priority number one. Yeah. You don't have any first round picks. Who are you? Or second, who are you scouting? Like, what are you? What are you doing? <laughs> like, I agree. If I mean, if they had any intention of possibly like all these, not you paying, paying all these guys, like yeah. to win now, that that goes to shit. If you let this guy. If they thought it was a possibility, they mean meaning John Lynch in the front yeah. office. If they thought it was a possibility that Bosa would not sign and would not play either the first eight weeks of the season or the whole season, I mean, they absolutely should have traded him before the draft. I completely agree. Like, maybe... <laughs> maybe they just think, well, worse comes to worse. He shows up week eight to accrue the year, and then he plays. Yeah. And they somehow... Tread water enough mm-hmm. until then. That's awfully damn risky. Yeah. To say, to put it mildly. <laughs> and then what are they going to do? They say they're going to tag him, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, but then, like, players talk, players know. Then you're just pissing off, like, one the of the best group. players on your team. Yeah. The next guy, like, next year's Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk's going to be like, I'm not dealing with this shit. Like, well, that's the other thing. I, people are arguing, like, oh, like, don't pay him. Like, you can't for, forego, you know, the next few years of your cap. I'm like, you can find another Brandon Ayuk. I think he's pretty good, but you could find one. There's a lot of good receivers in college football. You're not finding another Nick Bosa. Because if there are any, they're getting taken first or second or third. Like, And I you're mean, not picking first, second, or third well, anytime. If, so. if we are, 
somebody somebody fucked up. Like, <laughs> like I just, yeah, I I don't get it. I don't. I mean, literally, I look at my phone. I'm like, is that it? ESPN? Somebody like, do you do it? It's eight oh four Monday. We play <laughs> Sunday. Yeah, you're six days away from going to Pittsburgh, and you're like, "Hey guys, it's time." But like, I know he's, I know he's in great shape, and I, they say it all the time, like, "Oh, he can show up like Saturday." I'm like, I didn't think you'd actually do that. Like, <laughs> I don't know. so that's your Jack in the Bum of the week, the Niners for I, this whole Bosa debacle. Big picture, like if 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 he does miss this game, and they I and they lose, because I mean, I'm already if he does play, it's a tough ass game. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the media next week for Kyle will maybe be the worst it's ever been. And it's been bad here a couple times. Like, I remember 2021 season when we got – when we I remember we got just demolished at home by Arizona with Colt McCoy. And they had no – they had no Hopkins and no Kyler and rolled us at home. And I think we went to three and four or, like, two and four. Mm-hmm. I mean, little did we know we'd make it to the NFC Championship game that year. But at the time, I'm like – is this guy going to get fired? Like people, <laughs> people want Kyle fired. Some of them. And I'm like, okay, I'm not like a Kyle unapologetically pro Kyle, but right. like I'm pretty anti chip Kelly and like Jim Tom Sula. So who are you going to replace him with? Like, you remember those years? Mike those are fun. Yeah. Like, Dennis Erickson. Like, yeah. okay, fine. You want to replace him? Who are you going to hire? Who? There's about one guy in America right now. I'd replace him for right now. Uh, but uh, I don't think he's coming. He's in Colorado. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty amazing, man. They got to get that situation buttoned up. So that's your uh, Jack in the Bum of the week, the Niners for this whole last debacle. thing. They said that there's rumored that they're four million apart. Most people think it's thirty-two and thirty-six million a year. Mm-hmm. I'm like four million. Everyone's like, oh, that's. A lot. I'm like, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Over five, twenty million dollars, probably guaranteed. Meet in the middle, 34. Get it done. John Lynch, you heard it here. Get that Sometime, shit done. Like, just sometimes you just got to... <laughs> I'm not going to say that. I don't know who's listening. I just... <laughs> sometimes you just like, you know, you, you know when you go to some places and you're just like, I'm going to get reamed today. Like, you go to like a <laughs> sports game and you're like, here's how much the ticket costs, here's how much the food costs, or like whatever. You're like, yeah, I'm, I'm... Or like right now, you just go to the grocery store, like you go to the gas pump, you're like... I'm going to get boned today. Like, John Lynch, go to Nick Bosa and be like, yeah, I'm, no, I'm going to get boned. Like, you have, like, the he's one of the couple players in the league. I mean, literally could be five who have all the leverage, who are non-quarterback. Mm-hmm. And Justin Jefferson is one of them. So, I'm interested in, like, your guy. Like, like again, if you don't start with the highest paid non-quarterback for him, he's going to be like, huh, what are we doing? <laughs> I mean, like. And I thought I thought maybe does it like piss off his teammates, Bosa, but like I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but Fred Warner got a sack in the last preseason game and did his like and like did the whole like money thing, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, well that usually means pay like okay his teammates support him, yeah, which is nice, but like it's gonna turn into this team versus front office type, and that's never good. Never good. Never good. That We know. saw what that did to the Raven locker room last year. Can't out happen to the 49ers in a year where they're expected to contend for the Super the Bowl. Ravens had a pro bowler, though, behind Lamar And Tyler Jackson. Huntley. I mean, I mean unless Cleveland, unless Cleveland Farrell's winning comeback player of the year. 
from being mid. <laughs> Come back uh, from mid. All right, that's your Jack in the Bum of the Week. Um, let's go over to my You Like That. Let's do our first five spot of picks for the year. Uh, I've been doing two per pod uh, to this point for the first four pods of this season of the show. Uh, and we've been doing season win totals. I'm going week one. I've been waiting for games to actually bet on. By the way, if anybody who was listening last week took Coastal Carolina plus 17 at UCLA, that was a winner. So not an official pick, but we did cash on that one if anybody took that one. Um, let's start with our week one picks. There's, I would say there's a few marquee games. Obviously, Buffalo at New York on Monday Night Football, probably the game of the week. That's one that we, we're all looking forward to. I can't wait to watch that one. Um, I think the the Miami Los Angeles Charger game is going to be that could be a super high scoring game. Um, lots of great games uh, in Week One. I want to see how the Vikings look against the Bucks. If we lose that one, man, this could be a rough season. Baker uh, Mayfield but, comeback player of the year? Please God, no. Um, <laughs> I'm hoping that you know these picks get started off on a on a nice you know run like we did last year we went 30 20 and 5 last year on our picks um, I'm gonna walk through these with you I tend to early in the season like the well-oiled machine teams rather than the new teams with new coaching staffs or new quarterbacks so in that vein I'm going Tennessee plus three and a half week one at um, New Orleans uh, I like Tennessee there because obviously Vrabel's teams are always well coached and buttoned up. It appears the Titans are pretty darn healthy for this game. This is Derek Carr's first game in New Orleans. Um, I think there could be some hiccups for New Orleans early on. I like Tennessee getting three and a half points. They could lose by a field goal, still win the bet. Um, Vrabel's an experienced coach. I like that one. Um, you, you stop me here if anything shocks the living shit out of you. Pittsburgh. Plus two and a half. I know you're probably not against this one, even as a Niners fan. Tomlin in week one, Purdy coming off a of UCL, the Niners possibly being without Bosa. This felt like one that I had to take here, plus two and a half. Yeah. I'm, I mean, again, like I said, hmm. <laughs> not feeling good. No. <laughs> and then um, one that really surprised me this line has been. I'm honestly so shocked the Niners are favored. Yeah, after after everything, right? I mean, I guess they're. Thinking I mean, has it, uh, I mean, is, is that line factoring in Bosa not playing or playing? I would imagine playing. I would be surprised because, like, if there was like a percentage of him playing, like, I'm saying, like, right now, thirty percent he's playing. Really, like, that low? Okay. Because even well, if, I love my Pittsburgh pick. Even if he <laughs> signs. Are they going to want to pay him all this guaranteed money and have him go rip a hamstring week one <laughs> if he's not, like, raring to go? Like, Right. That makes me feel even better about he, the pick. He, which, which I kind of agree with. I would take that right now if he's signed and, like, happy and there and he can rush the passer on, on third down, mm-hmm. fine. But still. Yeah. I, mean, I took Pittsburgh – I took them on the money line plus one thirty and uh, plus two and a half. It's I believe it's might be moving to two. Um, yesterday, Pittsburgh, moved Pittsburgh a looks bit. like the Globetrotters in the preseason. Yeah, they've looked great, and we all know how Tomlin is early in the season. His teams don't commit many penalties. Um, last year, they went into Cincinnati and beat Burrow in Week One. 
Um, and that was with Trubisky. Uh, my third pick is, is Green Bay plus two and a half. That has moved to Green Bay plus one. They're at Chicago week one. Give me LaFleur over Eberflus. <laughs> you know, that's just, I mean, that's a coach who's been to, uh, believe three NFC championship games against a coach who's three and 14. That in his one, career. I just don't, I don't even get this at all. I, I mean, if I was making the line, I'd make it Green Bay minus like six and a half. Yeah, and they're catching two and a half. They're now catching one. I bet it at plus two and a half, so that's what we're going to grade it at. But I just don't see a scenario where the Bears run away with the game. Like, yes, maybe they win by three. Maybe they win by one it's on a, a last-minute field goal. Like, that's what's so great about the end. It's week one, but, like, divisional game. Like, Chicago cannot, especially with fields, they can't lose at home. Like They can't one. lay Jordan an egg left. in that game. Yeah. No like way. Jordan, like you're like, oh, Rogers is, you know, Mister, I own you. Remember, in Chicago, I own you. Like, I still own you. Well, he's <laughs> gone. Are you gonna get owned by the next guy? Like, <laughs> that would I, be a disaster. Like, if this they, was supposed to be your time. Yeah. Right. The, I mean, everyone likes know. everyone likes to crap on Kirk Cousins. I don't get it, but like, okay, people are like, oh yeah, Kirk Cousins. The talk. Jordan Love, new guy, and then everyone shits on Jared Goff for some reason. Like Chicago thinks, like, oh, we're going to have the best quarterback in the division. No, you have the worst. <laughs> yeah, and they got to prove week one that he's the guy. I mean, if they say they lose, you know, 34 to 10 or something week one, that situation can can literally devolve into, like, head coach getting fired, it's Fields getting traded. It's a big year traded. for Justin Fields because, yeah. because uh, um, they were supposed to pick one last year. I assume Carolina gave him quite a bit to move up. Yeah. So if if they're bad and they have Carolina's pick, who they could be bad. I mean, I know I didn't pick that, but, I mean, uh, a lot of quarterbacks coming out next year, you know, if I'm Chicago, you know. I don't know if they're going to be bad enough to get, like, Caleb Williams, but, you know, Drake May. Speaking of Carolina, I had – thought about having um, Atlanta, who's hosting Carolina, as one of my picks. I'm just a little bit worried about Desmond Ritter. I think rookie quarterback week one for Carolina on the road, bad offensive line, that could spell doom there. But I didn't and make that as one of my picks. we just don't want to pick games picks. no one's going to watch. Yeah, nobody cares. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm picking Philly, New England under 45. When I look at this game, my first thought is this is one of those games that Belichick loves, where his team is the underdog. He's at home. He is going to do everything he can to make this like a, you know, 13 to 10 slugfest. He has no intention of letting the Eagles open this game up. I think I could be wrong, but completely. I also think it's like Brady's like a retirement, like put his number up in the. Yes, it is. Yep. And this, this game is a 125. Uh, I mean, I agree with you 100% start. with the game being under because it's going to be 37 to 3 Philadelphia. <laughs> I'm thinking they do everything they can to bottle up Hurts. Uh, I don't know I don't, what it I, was, but somebody today I, I was watching picked uh, the Patriots to win. I'm like, <laughs> hey, I might be wrong. I might be wrong. Yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, the Patriots' defense is definitely going to be really good this year. That's why I'm going with under 45. Their offense also is not going to be very good. So um, that felt like a safe pick for me, given Belichick's track record against good quarterbacks. And then the Giants are catching three and a half at home on Sunday Night Football against Mike McCarthy's Dallas Cowboys. I think if Mike McCarthy is favored by more than three points on the road against a good coach like Brian Dayball, that is a massive red flag. So I bet New York plus three and a half there. That's probably one of my it's favorite a, picks this week. Big game for Mike McCarthy. Yeah, big game for Dak. Big game for Mike McCarthy. Big game for the new offensive coordinator Brian Schottenheimer. Like, 
Yeah, everyone thinks, uh, you know, the Giants might be the team this year that turns into a pumpkin, you know, from last year. Like, you know, maybe. I don't think they're going to be great, but Dayball's a good coach, and he'll be buttoned up. Yeah, I. Like, and then Dallas is like, here we go. Like, week one in, in New York. Oh, man. Good luck. We're back. All right, there it is. Football's back. <laughs> Football's back, baby. This is the You Like That Picks for week one of the 2023 NFL season. We got Tennessee plus three and a half, Pittsburgh plus two and a half, Green Bay plus two and a half, the Philly New England under 45, and then the Giants plus three and a half on Sunday night football. Joey, it's time for your Feels Great Baby, your wildest take you feel best about this week. Uh, we were talking about this outside the pod earlier in the week, given the whole situation with the way franchise tags and contracts are working out in the last couple seasons. You have a thought that might actually like bring some kind of a solution to this problem. Yeah, I was just thinking, you know, if running backs want to get paid, they might have to uh, learn some more skills, but... My uh, feels great baby take is that I think we're going to start to see some hybrid positions a la Debo Samuel, Cordell Patterson, you know, Percy Harvin back in the day. And then on defense, some maybe some linebacker safety-ish combos, maybe nickel. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't know about Micah Parsons, like edge rusher linebacker. He seems like a little bit of an outlier, just elite of elite athlete. But – um, just in general, positionless football. Uh, you know, Bill Belichick kind of does it in New England with you know some of the formations, a lot of tight end, running back, fullback. You know, the, the way he runs the defense. I know Kyle Shanahan loves it. You know, he loves to put Kyle Uzcheck out at wide receiver, like mm-hmm. not even the slot, like the Z receiver. Like, what is he doing? He's was he running a post? Like, <laughs> um, and I think it is just a way for guys to get paid because I mean. I, I think B. John Robinson's a perfect candidate, you know, young, the new class. I think, I mean, I easily think he could be a slot receiver in mm-hmm. the league. And if it's a, it's a way to take less hits, it's a way to, you know, extend your career. I mean, him, Kamara, McCaffrey, you know, a lot of these guys who can play the slot on offense. Um, and then, yeah, I think I was texting you, Fred Warner is a, you know, middle linebacker, but he, I believe he was drafted uh, from BYU and he played safety in like some nickel. So like he, that's mm-hmm. where he gets his, you know, skills in space. Um, I'm not saying there's going to be like a guy, like a couple guys on every team like this, but I do think, um, I do think it's going to be more common. Right. You were talking about the Isaiah Simmons trade. Yeah. Like what? That, yeah, that's a perfect candidate. He, he was perfect. Um, he might be a complete bust, but I, I'd like to see him <laughs> how he does with the Giants, because Arizona's a dumpster fire. Um, but yeah, he was supposed to be. I remember when they took him. I'm like, holy shit! Here's a guy who can get after the quarterback. He could cover the tight end. You know, Kittle in the division. He cover the tight end. He could, you know, play safe. This guy could do it all. And then he found out at the NFL level he did nothing well. <laughs> um, but again, could be Arizona. Um, but we'll see what the Giants do with him. But yeah, I, I think I think that's. Do you think that could be possibly a solution to this whole running back crisis that has been brought up in the past couple? Yeah, months? Yeah, I just like... think. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, think about it this way: Debo Samuel is not a twenty-five million dollar receiver. Mm-hmm. Like, he got paid because he could also play running back. 
I like I don't think we're gonna see like I mean I mean I think George Kittle could obviously you know blocks really well. Do I think he could be a tight end slash right tackle? No, I don't. I think that's a <laughs> bit like extreme. Um, but yeah, I, I do think if running backs you know want to you know get paid, uh, learn some learn some pass routes. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely some the of them. Like I don't think I don't think like AJ Dillon might be a slot receiver another option too is like these guys who are like very good safeties in the league could probably like play more slot corner play more corner because jimmy ward yeah you know the value of a safety the value of a middle linebacker is nowhere near what the value of an edge rusher and a corner is in today's nfl and i feel like that's another transition that's got to happen i was thinking jamal adams for the seahawks i just thought yeah yeah, he, he has to move down. Like, he could be an outside linebacker and, and have much more success than at safety because he can't cover at his advanced age, but he can still, you know, hit like a ton of bricks. And you would think, you know, this a lot of candidates around the league for, hey, I'm playing a position that now doesn't have a lot of value, but if I can learn this new skill, play this new position, I can get a second big contract like, on the books. I think this is an extreme, but we're talking about, you know, Colorado, Travis Hunter, could be an elite corner and an elite wide receiver. That was electric to watch. He played like 122 snaps or something. Insane. I think it was more than that. Might. No, maybe it was. I don't know. But like his interception. <laughs> elite. Like, like I remember watching the broadcast. Like it was a, on Fox. So it was Joel Klatt. He's like the quarterback takes his draw. He's not late. The ball is on time and accurate. Like sometimes you just sometimes guys like he was he was parallel to the ground, mm-hmm. and then he's like, "Oh yeah, goes off the field." And then they're like, "All right, got to go back for offense." And like he was high pointing the football, like as a receiver going over the middle. Like I'm like, could this guy do it? Like, are we about to see like Shohei NFL? I. <laughs> I mean, you know, because, like, what's the – like, why hasn't a guy done it? It's like – is it just Dion like – used it, to do it back in the day, which is cool, yeah. you know? Like, I think I think Charles Woodson kind of did it yeah. a little bit, but I'm like, has anyone, like, really tried? Like – It's so hard you, you, at the but NFL do you know how, level. Do you know how, like – do you know how much of, like a, a, like, a skill that would be – like, you could save a team a roster spot. Mm-hmm. Like, I, but, I've always wondered, like, why do we have two kickers? Like, can you punt? Like, right. I've always expected but, Belichick to be the first to do that. Draft a guy to be the kicker and the punter. You know, that would be sick. Or have the holder be like, you know, some offensive lineman or something. Like, yeah, they have a long have snapper. Yeah. <laughs> How about the center snap the ball? Maybe am I like? Do I just maybe? Do we need somebody who plays football at any relatively decent level at all to come and tell me I'm crazy? But. <laughs> I mean, I'm not yeah. saying it'd be smooth like day one, but a lot of different ideas. Center Everyone's ready to tell snapper. Lamar Jackson to go be a receiver, like in when he's in college. Like I'm just asking the long snapper to. I'm just asking the center to snap the ball like a little bit further. <laughs> and we'll pay you an extra like six hundred grand, whatever yeah. you were going to pay the long snapper. Yeah, exactly. So that's Joey's feels great, baby. Hybrid positions in the NFL going forward. Let's close the pod, uh, talk about some stuff this week that happened outside the NFL. Um, You deleted our fantasy football league that was mostly members of your family and old friends. Uh, You're like, just too many leagues. 
you, you decided, you know, time to put that one to bed. I'm in four leagues, and that feels like way too many. Uh, it felt like too many before year. I had a baby. Now it feels <laughs> like... No, honestly, uh, like if I could, I'd really only be in one league, but, you know, wonderful Evan asked me to be in his league, so I'll be in Evan's <laughs> league, but... Yeah. Because, like... Because... I didn't like playing against a guy who I also had a guy in another league. I'm like, how am I supposed to root? Like, this right. isn't fun. Like, right. it's not, you know, I don't know. But, yeah. Um, it makes the viewing I'm just experience not, I'm just not different. great at fantasy to begin with. Like, I don't, I don't put in the time like most people do. I just, I. You show up for the draft and then you dip out. I love to draft. <laughs> yeah. Love to draft. But, like, I haven't made a fantasy football trade maybe, like, in three or four years. Like, <laughs> You like know. going to the golf course but not to the driving range. Yeah. You know, I'm a, I'm a, uh, uh, what was I, I going to say? I'm a, like, no, I don't even remember. I was going to say something like, yeah, I, I take the test, but I don't do the homework or something. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I feel like I bit off more than I can chew this year. I was at one point going to be in six leagues. You deleted your league, which I was like kind of thankful about. Like, okay, there's one less. And then this old. Uh, I know I crushed Jamie's dreams. I really, yeah. she's really down about it. She got the email and she was like, oh, my team has been deleted. She didn't even remember she had a team. She was like, oh, thank God. I don't have to pretend that I'm watching, you know, all this nonsense week yeah. after week. Her team name was Catching Kelsey. Did okay last year. Um, yeah, no, I, if I could, I'd really only have one. Um, maybe I'll tell Evan, this is me, my swan song. Yeah. Like we don't need to be in two different leagues with the same people. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Well, he's probably um, got his friends. Yeah. I, I feel like a lot of these leagues are dying out. This one that I had been in for about a decade of all my old Safeway coworkers back in the day, the commissioner just wrote us like a week ago and was like, look. We haven't worked together in a long like, time. It's time to put this one to bed. I'm like, okay, I agree. So I'm down to down someone to someone respond in the group chat like or email like, thank God, <laughs> never liked you anyway. <laughs> yeah, we're tired of having to Venmo people at the beginning of each season and being like, God, I, I haven't talked to this guy in seven years and I just sent him a Venmo. What are we doing? But I'm in four. I'm hoping next year I'm in three and it gets a little bit less. But uh, fantasy football's here. Like if I could, um, I would do one for like. Like fifty or hundred bucks to maybe like keep me in it. Yep, yeah, that would be ideal. I mean, two of my leagues are money leagues, and then two of my leagues aren't. And the ones that aren't money leagues are the ones I care about more. Like I am just so invested in beating, you know, the league that has my dad and my uncles and my brother and you and you know our old friends from high school. I'm like I I care about that league more than I do the one that I have a ton of money on uh, of our West Hollywood wow. friends down here. But Duke rolled Clemson. What was the score in that one? 28-7. Whew. Dabo might be on the hot seat, huh? I mean, that's that's unacceptable <laughs> to lose to Duke in week one as heavy favorites. In football. Big loss. Yeah. Not yeah, basketball. Football. Basketball, that would be a 21-point a, a loss at Duke. More power yeah. to you. But football, big yikes there for Clemson. Um one last thing before we close the pod. We were talking before the pod. You were like, <laughs> I mean, you made the point so well. You're like, I never really think about how old I am. And then I think how old my sibling is turning or my friend. And you instantly go, oh, shit, I'm old. Like, 
you were talking about this before the pod. Like your sister is about to turn twenty nine, and you're like, "Wait a minute! Like we're kids. Like this. How is this happening?" It's creepy, man. Like, <laughs> just how you think about people. Like I was thinking about it. You know, like like you know, my younger sister's gonna is twenty nine. I'm like, like I remember when we used to like get up for like Christmas, and be like, you'd be like ten. Like, 11 years old, I'm like, you're, you're going to be 30? 30? That means I'm going to be 32. And then and then you start to go the other way. You think about, like, your parents. I'm like, my dad's going to be 66. <laughs> like, like, you're like, huh? What? And then, and then it gets wild because now I'm just like, oh, my God, he's going to be two months old. I'm like, yeah. a baby. No, it is. It's wild. It's the wild. sands of time marching on. And then you start wild, to take dude. it back to sports. You're like, you're you're like, oh, this guy, he's got it. Like you're you're scouting guys. You're like, wait a second, what's your birthday? You're like, <laughs> we're on like the O sevens now. Like, <laughs> like Insanity. how old are you? <laughs> like, I know football. You have to be like, you know, a little bit older. But like baseball, hockey, like you're like what? What your birthday's like? In 2006? Like, huh? Yeah, and soccer, like, you get a few of those where it's like a guy coming on for his debut and you're like, born in 2007. You're like, that's just, that's insane. That's the craziest like, thing I've ever heard. What are you, like, four years old? Like, <laughs> I feel like my mind is like just perpetually like in 2010 or 11. Yeah. Yeah, when we graduated high school, that's still like the math. I'm like, 2010 minus the person's I'm like, age. I'm like, oh, this is the end of 2023, so that means like... You know, I'm like, oh, because I'm like, oh, 2000 and 2013 was like, what, like a couple years ago? You're like, no, that was a decade ago. <laughs> Insanity, man. I keep I think about that all the time, too. I'm like, you know, this player who I'm like, oh, he's been in the league, what, three or four years. And then you look and you're like, oh, my God, he's like like Kyle Rudolph retired today. Like, <laughs> I remember when we drafted him, I wasn't. I wasn't even in high school. I was in college when we drafted him, and he retired, and he's old. He's, like, retired as a Viking today. I'm like, yeah, remember we drafted him the year after we said goodbye to Brett Favre. I'm like, that's how long it's been. He was drafted, played 12 years in the NFL, and retired all since, like, 2010. And I'm like, that can't be right. But it is. Like, we're getting old, dude. This is part of the deal. I remember remember when Lance was drafted and, uh, you know, I thought about like getting a jersey, but I'm like, he's a little early for a jersey, and I was right. Uh, but I got like a, I had like a draft like kind of photo thing I had, like plaque or something. And then I, I had it on my wall, and I'm like, every time I'd come in here, I'd be like, it's a little weird. I got a picture of this guy on my wall. He's like 19 <laughs> years old. I'm gonna, I'm 30. And I, I don't know. I was just like. So I ended up like taking it down in 2001. Yeah. I was like, I ended up taking it down before he got, now that he got traded. I'm like, Oh good. Cause I'm like, I could really just put that like thing to bed. I'm like, why do I, why do I have this? Why did I, why? (laughs) Uh, Dude, it's been going to get worse. Oh yeah. And it's only going to get worse too. I mean, it's going to, it's going to be, you know, as we get older, we're going to start forgetting players' names. We're going to – the worst is when we call some player his dad, you know. Like, you see that every once in a while. Like, 
watch we will be like oh i remember when brock purdy senior was a quarterback in the league or whatever oh that's that's gonna be like oh because i'm even getting weirded out seeing like you know even i remember randy moss's son played for lsu in that title game yeah i was like daddy is moss yeah (laughs) yeah i'm like i rooted for your dad when he was like 21 and now you're in the like what is going on here (laughs) yeah I mean, like, LeBron's trying to play with his kid. I'm like, that's wild. Although, who knows if he's making it past. Yeah, we're like, oh, LeBron's still young. You're like, no, he's played more minutes in the NBA than anyone ever. You're like, oh, yeah, we're getting pretty freaking old. Like, Tiger with his kid? Yeah, who's hitting it further than him now? We're like, good Lord. Absolute insanity. Dude, we made it. Six months of no football, and we made it. It's finally coming. We're if three days away. If I had any away. balls right now, I would hymn like the Sunday Night Football Thursday night tune <laughs> on NBC, but I'm not. Cannot wait. Can't believe it. Thanks for Biggest joining Lions us, folks. Biggest game in history. Biggest game in Lions history. A ho-hum, yet another amazing game for the Chiefs coming up. Uh, we'll be back next Monday after the Bills-Jets game, which I am so looking forward to. Uh, and we'll have the recap of Week 1 and a preview of Week 2 and some more picks for you um, at that point. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for staying with us all off season. The NFL is back. We're three days away. We're hope, we hope you're as pumped as we are. And uh, thanks for listening again. We'll see you next week.